Welcome to the Global Mission Sync Podcast. I'm going to more or less just read concerning the kingdom of God. And I thank God that it's Jesus that is speaking. First of all, we'll turn to Matthew, the 16th chapter, from the 13th verse to the 19th verse. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am, that I the Son of Man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some say Elias, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you. And that's true concerning every truth that God is restoring to the church. You can give it mental assent, but unless it's revealed by the Spirit of God, you really don't know what Jesus is speaking about. But my Father, which is in heaven, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, which is Christ Jesus, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, it's not a defensive experience. It's an offensive So many times we just seek to be covered. But you know, the best defense is offense. And that is true in the realm of the Spirit too. The best defense we have against Satan is offense. Prayer, ministry, reaching out to others. Praise God. That is our best offense. Then we'll go read the 19th verse. And it says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's the kingdom message. What a wonderful day it will be when we can set the captives free. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And I just can't remember the rest of the words now. I I used to be good at memorizing, but somehow some of the words are... There's just so much stored away, you know. But the anointing is upon us, not for us to enjoy ourselves. Sure, there's nothing more blessed than to be in the realm of the Spirit of God. It exceeds any pleasure any man or woman can have. But God anointed us in order that we might minister to people. No, the kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven, as you find out, there's no room for self. It is all for others. 
Even as Jesus gave himself for every man and every woman, every boy and every child. He took all our sins upon him. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll turn to Matthew 6, 19. Before I read that, I'll just quote another scripture. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself daily. Not just Sunday morning. Today we even find it hard to make room for Sunday morning services. But he says we'll deny ourselves daily and take up our cross daily and follow him. For he that will save his life or else, he that's going to live for himself shall lose his life. But he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. Can you get it any plainer than that? Now this 19th uh, the sixth chapter, verse 19 on, brings out the same thought. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Whatever we do for others is laying up treasures in heaven. Whatever we do for ourselves shall be destroyed. I think it's Jeremiah that says, all flesh, what shall I say? He says, all flesh is as glass. Grass and all the goodness thereof is as the flower of the field. When the Spirit of God breathes upon them, they fade away. That's what we want today. We want the Spirit of God to breathe upon us that we might overcome our self-life. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord God unto thee. It's only the anointing that can break the yoke. In the natural, it's impossible for us to overcome our self-life. There's only one way we'll be overcomers. It is being by fully yielding to the Spirit of God. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. I would like to use that word, desire, for light. Now just read it there for, if the desire of your body is the eye, well, it won't come out the right. If therefore the eye be single, if your desire be single, your whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be single to the things of this life, your whole body, your whole life is being wasted. Oh, I know the gospel of the kingdom is a very straight message. 
People like to hear of all the glories of the kingdom. We like to hear about the life message. We love to hear about the church. But like I said once before, I'm here in, in battle for now. If I want those beautiful things of Saskatoon, I think Saskatoon's a beautiful city. But I can't be in battle for one moment. And in Saskatoon, the next moment, I've got to drive from here to Saskatoon. And it's not going to be easy the way, like when I come here, with next to a blizzard, I can hardly see the road. Many times our vision is going to be blurred, but all we need to keep our desires single. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, O Father. Verse 24, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold through the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, and this is wonderful, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on, is not the life of the kingdom, I'll add that phrase, more, more than meat and the body? Well, I'll read that again. Is not the life more than meat and the body than the raiment? I went through an experience like that back in 47. I didn't have a, hardly a dollar in my pocket. Now I went up to Nanaimo, Merv was there too. We helped, helped the Cantlins re, redecorate uh, the church building. I had to take, I, I was no laundry man, so I had to take my laundry in, but I didn't have money to take it out. Yet when that laundry was ready to come out, the money was there. And all oh, you appreciate every penny. I think what's wrong today, we strive for possessions more than we strive for God. And that's got to change where God has to take first place in our hearts and in our lives. He is well able to feed us and clothe us. We went to Vanderhoof, which is about 600 miles from Vancouver. We had $25, and somebody gave us a car to drive, because we were supposed to help on that area. We went as far as Vernon, and the German Pentecostal minister had been at the move of the Spirit, so he asked us to take the service. But on the way to the service, the motor started to, to, to knock. And I didn't know what was wrong with the car. After the service, they gave us $25 love offering. Then we went home and we prayed that God would undertake for that car. In the morning we got up and there was no knock. We drove within 10, 15 miles of Vanderhoof and the uh, wheel that has a belt on it 
drive shaft. Oh, no, not the drive shaft. I used to know all this stuff. But anyways, here it fell off, and so we had to be towed into Vanderhoof. But how far would we have got if that lock wouldn't have quit? Or how, how far would we have got if that wheel would have fell off and burned? But you know, God is able to meet our every need according to his riches in glory. But we have so much confidence in the flesh. We trust in the flesh first. And then we hope that we, no, God will be with us. Verse 27, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for Remont? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass, which is today and is, uh, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, Shall he not look after much, I'm sorry, shall he not much more clothe you, you, O ye of little faith? That's me. We like everything on a platter. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. But notice this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You cannot have peace and joy in the Holy Ghost without righteousness. You can't live for the world and have peace and joy. Sure, you may have laughter, but there is nothing that can compare with the joy of the Lord and with the peace of God which passeth all understanding. It doesn't matter what the battle is. Even today, in the state of my wife and myself, I thank God for so many things. Besides that, this, I'm still thankful to God. Whenever I put the wheelchair in the trunk, or whatever I can do, I just thank God for it. Because, you know, I'm 39 plus 41. <laughs> Verse 34, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of itself, of the, of the things of itself. Sufficient is the evil. Thereof. Now we'll turn to Luke nine twenty three. This is all of what Jesus is saying. Nine twenty three. And he said unto the, them all. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I quoted this one before. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world? and lose himself or be a castaway. 
For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my works, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his glory, old glory, and his father, and, and his fathers, and the holy angels with him. Mark 1, 14, 15. I, I use a lot of scripture. I always say, the greatest authority any man or woman has is the word of God. Let us always remember that. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came unto Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And you know, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out to preach the gospel of the kingdom. The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe ye the gospel. If the kingdom of heaven was at hand at that time, how close are we today? I really feel we're living in that time and that this generation shall not pass away till the fullness of the kingdom shall be established. Because God says he's going to do a quick work and he's going to cut it short in righteousness. And I can see how God can do a very quick work. By His presence, bring conviction on our hearts for our selfishness. That we repent. And true repentance means to turn and go the other way. But God is able to do it in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But let us never think that we can keep going in our ways and enter the kingdom. Because no unrighteousness, no selfishness can enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. Now I'm going to read about the things that are very, very important. And I hope we'll have ears to hear what the most important responsibility of our walk with God is. 2531 When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all His holy angels with Him then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And I won't forget that expression from back in 48, 49. 
When that word goats come up, no, goats buck, don't they? If we say, I believe what you're saying, but we're goats. That's right. Verse 33, And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right, on his right, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, as much as ye have done it under one of these, these, the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Do we really see Christ in one another? Do we truly recognize that we are the body of Christ? If we are one body, if one member suffers, the whole body wants to minister to it. If you see somebody that's hungry, oh, I'll pray for you, God bless you. James says that's not faith. Faith is to give meat to the hungry. It means to visit those that are sick. To minister to those that are depressed. To minister to whatever need we have in the body. You're ministering unto Christ. And if you don't minister unto one another, this is what counts, as we'll get to the next scripture. Uh, Matthew seven twenty one to 23. Seven twenty-one. Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father. And what is the will of my Father? It is to reach out to others. To live for others. Others, yes, Lord, others. Let this my motto be. Help me.
to live for others that I might live like thee. Could we sing it together? Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others that I might live like thee. Yes, others, praise God. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name have done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. And that always reminds me of First Corinthians 13th chapter. I'll just have to turn to it because I used to rem- know it by memory. But Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. But I... But which, uh, uh, by which also ye are saved. No, oh, that's not the one I want. I'm in the wrong chapter there. Now I'm there. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, and have not charity, I am as sounding brass and t- tinkling cymbal. What is charity? Charity is the love of God that reaches out to people. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. We have a responsibility to minister one to the other when we gather together on Sunday mornings. But it's all been taught this way. Sunday mornings are for us to get charged up so that we can minister to others through the week. We used to have meetings seven days a week. Sunday we'd we'd meet all day. Now it's hard just to be there for two hours. Yet on Sunday morning we should edify one another in prophecy, exhortation, in teaching the word of God to build the body up so that through the week we can minister to others. Whatever we do for self is going to be burned up as the grass of the field, grass and and the flower of the field. God wants us to make a dedication to Him, to make a surrender. We place more emphasis on activities, sports, and other things. 
that we place in our faith toward God. And as the Word of God says, where your treasure is, there is your heart also. And if that's the only treasure you have, that you build houses and cars and what have you, possessions and pleasures. First John, the second chapter says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And these shall all pass away, but he that doeth the will of my Father. Father, teach us. Verses 36 to 43. You notice I've slowed down a little bit in my age, right? There's a time that people wouldn't even have time to look up the scriptures. But now I find it hard to find them myself, so. Matthew 13, 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto me, unto us, the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world or the mankind. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the consummation of this age. And the reapers are his, the angels. Or I like to, that word angel means messengers. It can mean angelic people, but it can also mean sons of God or being led by the Spirit of the living God or the ministries. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the consummation of this age. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which work iniquity. So we are a lot better off to listen to the Spirit of God and have him remove the flesh from us. We have a a choice. There is no alternative. Either we can live for ourselves and miss the kingdom, or we can let the Holy Spirit remove the tears from us in order that we can enter the kingdom. I could go to Galatians where it talks about the works of the flesh. There's no room for self-life there. There's no room to be angry with your brother. If you're angry with your brother and you don't reconcile, you won't make the kingdom. If you're bitter about something, unless you repent, you won't enter the kingdom. 
if you're a fornicator or an adulterer, unless you repent before God, you won't make the kingdom. So many of us, whatever we are today, that's what will be in the day of judgment. But no, we can repent and make things right with God. I'll read that 41st verse again. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom. Now, in other words, all these things are in the kingdom today, but He's going to purify the kingdom by removing all the tares and all them that work iniquity. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I really feel we don't hear enough of the judgments of God today. It was the judgments of God that brought conviction to my heart of life, and I gave my life to Jesus. It was a fear of death, the fear of hell. As I said before, I dreamt that a lot of people were getting on the elevator and going to heaven, and I missed it. And as I said, I never saw so many thunderstorms as I saw that month. And I thought, boy, if they hit us, I'm gone. I'm gone to hell. And I didn't want to go there for about a month. And then I knelt by my, knelt on my knees in a school building and I gave my life to Jesus. But that's what it's going to take for us to enter the kingdom. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith to faith until we come to perfection. We haven't got it all yet. I thank God for all that He's given us this far. But you know, we can't bring anybody to sonship until we attain sonship. Then this 43rd verse, you know, see, the people call what I'm saying today being negative. Is Jesus negative? I haven't heard too many amens. I'll praise the Lord. We used to hear a lot of that in the early part of the move. And you know, to say amen or praise the Lord was like saying, sing him to a dog, get going. The 43rd verse. See, it takes both the negative and the positive. I won't forget back in 1959 to the summer camp, there were things happening. One of the brethren ministered that we need both the negative and the positive. You have a, have a battery in the car, it's got the true. And with electricity, I'm sure it's the same way. You need a balance. So I might be a little more negative than some others. But we have others that bring in the, in the other side to bring a balance. But I would never call what Jesus said negative. Verse 43, after 
I'll read the 42nd verse again. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire where there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. I know there's no easy way for us. And we're going to come to the Gethsemane experience. Where we're going to have to Somehow, I'll use plain language. See, I had grade seven in school, so I don't know a lot of big words, you know. But we're going to come to, to a Gethsemane where we're going to say, Lord, I don't know how we can do it, but nevertheless, we want your will to be done in our lives. Oh, and I pray that the Spirit of God will hasten the day and the hour. Now close, we'll, we'll go to Revelation, the 12th chapter, verse 10, 11. Very similar to the other one, but the tears. <laughs> and I'll start at the seventh verse to the eleventh. And there was war in heaven. And you know, Ephesians says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was there found any more, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the, the, the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole mankind. He was cast out onto the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And this is an important word I want to close with. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, they were not ashamed to speak the truth concerning the kingdom. The kingdom message was the Lord's main message. He died on the cross of Calvary that he might bring us to perfection, that he might bring us into, into the kingdom. And by the word of their testimony, and this is a verse, a part of the verse that we're dealing with today, and they loved not their lives unto the death. In other words, they were willing to die out to self in order that they might reign and rule with Christ. Praise God. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.